Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the 501 DGO podcast, a, a natural state of mind disc golf podcast. I am uh, Chris Wyman, and we've got Seawolf here as well, Chris Wolford. What's up, everyone? <laughs> what's up, dude? We're, we're trying this new um, this new program that is allowing us to actually uh, talk back and forth with each other on a podcast doing video. So this is a, a pretty cool First test run. Video. Yep, yeah. This is uh, pretty cool. So thanks for joining us. And yeah, man. It seems... I got to be working well into the mic so you can hear me. Uh, Chris, yeah. has a super cool mic that you're going to be able to hear the homeless people walking down the street asking for change. I'm sure that's right. You will hear everything on this microphone, probably. So, so uh, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> got Calvin behind. Uh, hey, are hey, Calvin's eating pizza over there. He's always going to be behind me. Yeah, nice collection, man. I got poppies behind me. I so. see that. I see the yeah. poppies. Um, are they oozing out the poppy juice yet? No, so they still have the petals, so they're not quite ready to milk. Such so. a beautiful flower, but, by the way. Yeah, soon. Yeah, man, they're one of my favorites, so it makes sense for it to be back there. Maybe when we continue doing this, I'll actually have disc golf shit in the back. Stuff. So, disc stuff. Golf stuff. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so, so we're, <laughs> we're here tonight. This is going to be, this is like a little, think of this as disc golf college, and this is a little intro course into... Um, etiquette thank you i i'm gonna be like that uh so yeah etiquette you'd have figured it out i shouldn't have even said it <laughs> no it would have been a long long pause but etiquette and how to you know what, what in the rules of tournaments rated round since the arkansas state tournament's coming up this weekend and we got what now how many signed up chris 65 right now i think we'll be at 72 i'm sure by by midday tomorrow i would imagine I know so. I got to still sign up. Keith Kelly signing up. There's two more. So that gets us 67. Five more. I can't imagine won't sign up. I saw Chase and Alex Shirtliff and Corbett Stevens and Mike's already signed up. They were playing. Yeah, I think they're all deciding whether or not they want to play. And it's uh, I know part of it has to do with with mowing, which that's been happening today and uh, will be happening tomorrow and the next day as well. So the course will be in good shape. There's no doubt about that. You and I were both out there today. So I, I, I went over after we got done cleaning up the entrance there to uh, the tee box on hole one and the practice tee and try to make that all look nice and neat, which I thought we did a good job. It's, it looks good, man. You did a good job. I, I, uh, I'm a masoch, what does it say to masoch? Well, I like to hurt myself because man, getting stuff, yeah, slung, say <laughs> man, getting stuff slung into your legs, no matter if you got pants or knee high socks on, it hurts. I mean, oh yeah. Like, Weed eating with shorts on is great. You know, just getting that one, like the one, like if I had my hat like this, somehow it'll come right in between my hat and my glasses. I always get busted right in the damn nose, man. It hurts. Mm. Every, I'm sure everyone, all 22 <clears throat> people who listen to this, will um, can can um, uh, sympathize with us. So, but they were yeah. throwing. I've played 10 and uh, 11, and then, and that's Chris's cats, and they're awesome. And <laughs> it's this time of night. He said that they always get him grief. Yeah. Uh, they he was up there last night or the night before when we did the podcast. Uh, I thought he's gonna. He rubs on everything. Cats, cats are cats are weird. My dog is just over here laying and taking up space right now. Yeah, well, they know I'm not giving them any attention right now, so they're pissed off and letting me know, I guess. So I played 10, 11, and then I scooted over to, I think, 15. Yeah, because then I played 15, 16, 17, and 18. Holy cow, 18. How did 18 play? Because I know that... The hill is, I mean, the last time I mowed it, and I mowed it with a huge piece of equipment that I have for work that nearly killed me because it's heavy, but uh, it's self-propelled. But how was playing 18? Or the, how was the uh, the grass level I, for um, you? I, I wasn't concerned about the grass level as much as I was concerned about the uh, incline grade. And my first shot was where I wanted it, kind of to the base of the hill. My second shot... Mike and them's first shot was going as far as my two shots. I saw where the drive was going. I was just like, geez, at least. Uh, yeah. Because they were getting into that tall stuff in the middle. That's kind of in the middle of the fairway. Uh, that's coming down. The oh, yeah. That's because there's a ditch right there. You know, uh, they were getting into that. Um, that's where their first shot was getting. My second shot hit right there. A little bit behind and rolled all the way to the bottom of the hill. 
Yeah, mine usually rolls too. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of where I like to be is where that tree is at the bottom of the hill where it's nice and flat and then throw up the hill for a shot what too. Par is that? Par five. Yeah. So. Which it's still kind of a soft par five, but I'm glad it's a par five. The only thing no, soft it's... about that were my legs after I was done walking up the hill. <laughs> they were like jelly. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, so I played those and it was cut nicely. Uh, there's nice, uh, a lot's cut around the greens and then there's a nice path cut to the next uh, tee box. So, um, whole, what's that? So from hole 12, the long one that goes to the, that big creek and um, then you got throw over, you know? Yeah, that's hole 12. Yeah, uh, that probably, I don't know if that was cut or not. I didn't play that one. Looked kind of high, but. I mean, That's getting mowed tomorrow. So that'd be sweet. If that gets mowed tomorrow, uh, then hole, hole 13 looked really good. That little island kind of, it's not an island, but uh, you have to make it over that water, right? No, there's actually the spot, the place off to the left from the tee box before you go get to the creek is actually safe. Um, we'll go through that with the, on the caddy book as well. Yeah. So I'm sitting down here reading right now as you were talking. Yeah. Just kind of yeah I'm pretty sure that that is safe. I think okay. I remember Charles and I were talking about that. That's another thing we're going to do. We're going to go through this caddy book, uh, because we know a lot of y'all don't read it. Maybe you'll listen to this. We'll kind of go through it real fast and because some of them are repetitive. We want to make sure you understand what inbounds out of bounds is when it comes to these cart paths that are out there. Cause a lot of them are. Um, not necessarily because there's a lot of grass and dead grass build up on. So, you know, what, what, what you should call out of bounds is if it's not just because it's touching one piece of grass doesn't mean it's in bounds. Just keep that in mind. So, um, yeah, just real quick, the, uh, reading on 13 now. Yeah. Short of the Creek. None of the playing surface is out of bounds, including the cart path short of the Creek. So, but the cart path beyond different story so it's it's a, i think it's a, i think it's a great disc golf hole um i don't know what it is over that creek i think it's like 200 maybe or something like that it measures at like 310 but it, it probably only throws about because it's slightly downhill so i'd I'm say 280 saying, so. i'm saying to get over to the over the creek onto that grass on the other side oh yeah 200 tops for the even the closest part so 65 people are signed up we got nine in the pro division Eli Webb's coming to stay with me. Hey, Eli, come stay with me. Yeah, right on, Eli. Maybe we'll uh, do another podcast with him on it. I I, uh, I asked him to do one so he can kind of give us a rundown of uh, Jonesboro and what's going on up there. And uh, Yeah, I'd like him to talk about the new course they're cutting out up at Disc Side. That's great. Yeah, we'll talk about that as well. So that'll be coming up uh, probably Friday maybe or Saturday because uh, – Saturday's the player party, but I plan yeah. on that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'll be there for that. So we've got good numbers, uh, 46 AMs, 19 pros, so that's good. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we'll get to 75 um, easy, or 72. So to me, that's, that's where you start. That's the number you start with, the 72 when you're a TD. That's the one you want to fill really quickly. Um, because that's, you know, four on every hole. So then you start worrying about, then you got to get another 72 because how you divide them up, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's tough. The math mm -hmm. gets tough, but anytime, but you're happy with 72. Um, what was it? First hundred AMs get a player pack. Yes. Yeah. So. First hundred AMs get a player pack. So, so I think everybody's doing okay so far. About halfway there. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm going to get that rock, and I'm going to throw it, and I'm hoping it's going to flex back for me. So we'll see. I'm getting that uh, leopard three. Yeah. Yep. Dan loves him. That leopard three. Glow leopard three. I know he does. Uh, yeah. That glow plastic too will just add some stability to it, and so I think it's going to be really nice. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Good nine speed. So that's cool. Get signed up. So let's talk etiquette, man. Um, for all you first timers, for all you people who are just used to playing um, rounds with your buddies, playing rounds by yourself, 
uh, playgrounds just having people just picking up. You know, the the rules are definitely different. I think than probably you play with your local club, right? I mean, PFARs we don't necessarily. Well, we still abide by some etiquette that is tournament etiquette. So, do we, do um, we, do we have? Etiquette? Yeah, I mean, I well, you know. Yeah, I guess we do have etiquette. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, there is one of the main things is you know, no talking on the tee box when someone is teeing off. Yeah, it's a big one. So no talking on the tee box. So my pet, my biggest pet peeve, and I'm gonna say the last two groups I played in did a great job. Uh, I know when I'm when I jump into MA3, I know that I'm probably playing with people who whose rules aren't necessarily as anal retentive as mine. How about that? Cause I, I, but when I'm on that tee box or when I'm get when I'm, uh, uh, addressing any throw, I expect you to stop talking. Not while you think I'm about to throw, you stop talking. I just, cause you don't know when I'm going to throw. So yeah. you should not throw behind or be talking, be moving, be getting in your bag, be doing really anything except being a frozen tree would be my guess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's that's seems to be a common sense thing. Yeah, no talking when players are addressing their throw and about to throw. Like so, still even addressing the throw, let the player you know have their moment to really uh, check out their their lies, see what they want to do. You know, really you know work in their own head um, without a bunch of banter going on in the background for them. You know, right. let them have that. Let them have that moment. Why you're talking to this other guy about some shot that you didn't hit. Right. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> about this one time you played this round because he brought it up. There's mm -hmm. plenty of time for that to talk uh, uh, during uh, walking up to a disc. Uh, usually my, my rule of thumb is when you're stop, stop walking, you stop talking. If you're That's walking, a good rule of thumb. You can talk, you know? Yeah. Um, and don't think that your whispers, they can't hear your whispers. Because all you're doing is giving somebody an excuse when they, if they do have, like, do have a bad throw, you're just giving them an excuse to blame you and say, man, Wyman was talking the whole time. Every time I went up there to throw today, it's probably not yeah, the case. Something that small can eventually kill the entire vibe on the card, you know? Uh, yeah, no, no, that, that, that the vibe, uh, talking about, so all you new guys, yeah, go in with a positive attitude. Don't be unhappy. Um, be prepared to keep score on PDGA Live. Uh, oh, I love it. Two people have to do it. Listen, when I when I card up, I just assume I'm going to be one of those people. Um, I'd rather stay in it because if everyone anyone knows me, I have to keep score or I lose my phone. It falls in my bag. So yeah, I'm the same way. Well, I, I just expect to have to keep score when I get to uh, a tournament because usually at least two people on the card are going to have forgotten their phone or they're only at 20%. So, which I don't know how people aren't. Yeah. I don't know how people aren't charging their phone before they're, I mean, this is 2023. Let's go. I mean, I have a, yeah. uh, I know it's a handheld yes. charger as well. I always carry. Yeah. I carry one in the bag. So, so you new guys and you old guys, I mean, they're the ones who don't want to do any of it and hope, you know, I don't know how them 60 year old guys turn in their PDJ uh, live scores. Somehow they can figure that out, but not you disc most of the time, but um, <laughs> yeah, turn minis, but, but yeah, so you got score keeping you, and talking. So man, make sure everybody gets the scores in, do a good job on recounting your score. Um, and if you feel like, and you're sure that somebody's got a, said they got a three and you know, they got a four. There's a good tactful way to uh, bring that up, you know. All right, what is that? Man, I just say, hey, man, are you, you know, I, looking back, you know, are you sure that's what you got? And then you just kind of recount the holes with the recount the throws. And you okay, be that's... right because then the egg's on your face if you're not and you brought it up. Well, that's easy to brush that off and be like, man, you know, I apologize. I totally didn't, uh, didn't, I thought I counted more than that. My fault, you know. I, I think it's important to bring it up because there's nothing worse than going into the next hole. Go, man, did that guy just sit there? He, I know he got a four. I know he got a four, and he's taking a three, and it's really going to affect your uh, mental uh, on it. So yeah, 
yeah, man, that is, that's one of the most important parts to me is like, what is going to affect me mentally when I'm playing around and something that minute can, can be something that can really turn my round into a bad round because I'll allow that to, to fester. So, yeah, no, you will. I do the same thing. I, it's try to easy to slough it off. Uh, I, I hope people do the right thing and remember, or I don't think anyone cheats. I don't, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, I just don't think anyone's out there deliberately cheating. Right. So no, um, usually the one I've, I've experienced it before. Usually the one I forget is if I don't get off the tee box very far, I will count my second shot really as my drive. And I forget my drive was one because my second shot was so close to you. I just, that's usually where I get, uh, if I miss a stroke <laughs> or something like that. So fair. Yeah. So but you always catch it. You catch it. So. Uh, I do. And I do believe in telling them I did get another score because I'll be damned if you don't tell them and you know, in your head, then the next hole you get like a double bogey. I mean, karma just said, what's up buddy. And smacks you in the face. Right. And you, man, it does happen. That's for sure. It does. So what else we got? <clears> to talk about? Uh, what other etiquette do we want to talk about? Uh, marking your disc. You have to mark your disc with a mini or you don't have to. You can't flip it over. No, no, you cannot flip it over. You have to use a PDGA approved mini. So, uh, which I think that we all know what that is. But for those players that don't, there it's you know it's actually pretty big, man. I looked, I was looking at them today because I'm gonna get these wood minis. Oh, you can get some that are like that big, you know. Seven inches, I think it, it, it's two and a half to seven inches or something like that, and uh, okay. it's pretty big. Uh, which was surprisingly weird. I know those one people throw those. Doesn't Captain have like those bigger than a mini, but smaller than a disc kind of? Yeah. There's a bunch of like Stefan carries one of those as well. And That's right. you can uh, use that as your mini, you know, which is crazy. I, I mean, I guess make feel like it's bigger or something. I actually like the, oops. I actually like the, uh, Steve Adcock chalk bag slash mini. Yeah, those work great. So I always have one of those in the bag. So if I forget my mini, and here's another thing too, for all the players out there, if you do forget a mini, you can borrow a player's mini. You can ask if I, hey, can I borrow that and mark your disc and and go for your putt or your shot or whatever. That is legal. Um, another thing with since we just talked about putting real quick on the putting green, you know. You make your putt, you go to grab your disc out of the basket and you're walking away. The next player is up there about to putt and you freeze, you know, you should freeze, Remember not try to scurry off real quick. Just stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, clear your putt that that's, act like it's hard sometimes, but to remember, uh, but clear your putt. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I want you to clear. And when you clear, the guy should be the, the next guy putting though should give you the time enough to get away. If 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 you're expecting a guy walking away to know when you're about to putt with freeze, don't freeze. You're really hurting yourself. Just clear your head, let him walk away, let everybody get reset. Nobody's gonna call you on the thirty second clock. Oh my, my God, if somebody says that in MA three, I'll I'll throw a disc at him or something like that. <laughs> well, there's another good one. But yeah, that's that's a great one. Um that's happened to me before plenty of times in tournaments where, and that's on me, you know, it when is. I'm, that's what I think. yeah, when I'm going for the putt and I haven't given the player enough time to, to retreat, that's on me. You know, you that's know, that's like just 15, impatience. That's them 10, 15 footers that you just think you can shove in there real quick. And, uh, yeah. and you normally, uh, dink out or something. You're like, I wish I just would have waited. And then yeah. I blame the guy, even though it's not his fault. I'm not thinking in my head, when the hell didn't he freeze or whatever? But, uh, but if you're, but the, to Chris's point on the freeze, and I remember caddying for John, and I was told by, I forget which, I think it was uh, Kevin, don't move, just freeze. I'd rather you not move and try to get out of my way. Oop, try to get out of my way. Just stay there. I've already, I've already factored you into my concentration, more or less, is what I was figuring. So, Act like a tree, said. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I've ever since then. So. All right, another one. Thirty seconds. You have thirty seconds. Once you've established your lie, come up to your lie. You have thirty seconds. You know to throw to get the shot ready. Throw the disc. So. Establishing a lie. What What would you consider establishing a lie? Well, 
that's a good question. A lot of people have a different answer for, I'm sure. I, for me, if I'm putting a mini down on the fairway for my lie, I've established the lie. But once you approach a disc, you know, that is establishing the lie. So, so if it's in the bushes and I'm, uh, I, I need to work my way around this bush, which by the way, when you leave from your putt, the bushes should look exactly the same. There should be no indentation because you decided to be Dennis Rodman and back your ass into it for a rebound or, or get some of those bushes that way. Um, you can't move bushes. You can't break limbs off. You can't do any of that stuff. It has no. to pretty much, you have to kind of putt from the way that when you first see where your disc is at. Watch the pros. It's it's very interesting um, on that. Yeah. So with so. establishing the lie, you get 30 seconds. Now listen, if you're going to call it 30 seconds, you better have it on your phone on a timer. And the guy better be doing it all day, right? I mean, this isn't something we're talking about, like, first one out. Man, if the guy does it repeatedly uh, for the first couple holes, time him. And if you time him and he, it, it say he went over, then what do we do? We show it to him. We give him a courtesy uh, warning. Right. Because remember, we, are, we as players are the ones responsible on each of our cards for calling rules on – another player on our card. There's no, there's no, uh, tournament employee that's going to come out and be a rules official. That doesn't happen. We're especially not for our level. That's not even happening on the PDGA. Yeah. It's a very neat way that disc golf puts the officiating on. It's a card decision. And right. if you're being a PP head all day long, do you think the card's going to go with you on something? Nah, probably not. Mm, nope. that, so there's another point too. When you do call a rule violation on someone, it has to be seconded. So. It has to be seconded. So that means somebody else. So you better make a buddy on that card and yeah. say, "Man, this guy's taking forever all day long." And and it's it's not out here. I mean, I, I don't see it. The, the only reason I think you would see it here is if there was two holes in front of in front of them because they're slow playing the whole time because it's taking forever to address their, you know, and get going because they're talking and walking and talking up to their disc and it takes forever. But uh, you should stay up with your card, uh, the card in front of you. Um, when And if there is a backup, just know that when you're walking up to that backup, there may be somebody on that tee box. And they don't care when they're about to tee off and they've been waiting 10 minutes probably they don't care if you almost miss, almost hit a, a birdie, but but the putt dinked and off the cage, as you're talking, as you're walking up. They don't care about that. Correct. So be be yeah. uh, ha, be know your surroundings. Know if somebody's about to putt or not, or, or, or throw or not. I shouldn't say putt, but even putting, I'd be more pissed off. So right, it's all about like you you just said it. It's just all about being mindful about everything else going on around you. You know. It's supposed to be a quiet game. Be mindfully aware. In sanction events, yeah. it's a quiet game. During rounds with your buddies, it's whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to do. Sure. And I think playing rounds with your buddies like that is good for you because when it comes to a regular sanction round and somebody's like that and or uh, they do it at the most inopportune time, you're already kind of accustomed to it. So. Right. I know. Didn't, yep. uh, oh, who did it to Captain on accident? Who, who, who told us that the other day? They turned around. Oh, is it uh, Claxton, Josh? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, that is what happened. So, which, it, you know, everything is all fine. But, uh, but yeah, in the moment, you know, even if you don't know how that player, if they might be having a rough round, you know, how that might affect that player. They might not necessarily be mad at you, but you are, you know, not being mindful of, you know, where Cap was when he was asking for those scores. That's right. Cap happened to be, you know, in his putt, like right in, you know, mid putt. And then you're you're calling out to get a score, you know, razzes him a little bit and then, you know, just kind of add a little more to to his already, you know, to him disappointing round, which uh, can then just you know, it's hard to get out of that mental state sometimes. It is, um, and that brings up kind of lead right into another point is 
Just because you're having a bad round, don't bring your card down. If anything, you should be the cheerleader. I hate to even say that for the... It's hard to be happy when you're throwing bad, but you can't be cussing and screaming. You can't be throwing things because it, it really does affect the card. Um, your your vibe, uh, especially if you have a bunch of empaths in there, on there. If you're with me, I'm going to feel that. And uh, yeah, I like a nice... Yeah, vibe. it's infectious. It's very infectious. I, I myself, uh, when I'm not having a good time or a good round, I, I do. I try to make sure that I keep my... Uh, nastiness to myself sometimes i do let it rip i, I think you get one big f-bomb around i mean you at least get a courtesy for it you get one of them so you might as well just scream it and get it over with All right let's see what yeah. other uh etiquettes do we want to talk about uh oh, well, it's a rule and it's also etiquette and that is the lost disc rule and how much time you have to look for a lost disc there's this gonna, is for rate of play sake you know there's gonna be some holes at t's uh in the trees that you may just say goodbye to this disc uh, be prepared to to start the timer you know what the guy whose disc went in there he should really be the one who starts it. I mean, because it's his disc and we're all in there looking for, for him. Um, yeah. But, everyone has to look. Everyone so. has to look, but yeah, like, let's just say hole three. I mean, let's be honest. Hole three. If you get off in the left-hand side over into those trees, it could get deep at teasing the trees. Right. So you, you want to get in there. There's, there's definitely some holes that uh, had some of that thicker, uh, 1970s bush in it that you don't want to mess with so uh, you got <laughs> right. you got that and um, yeah so somebody on the card has to announce that i have set a timer for three minutes um and you have three minutes to look for that disc that's all you have you know that is the pdga rule uh, of course there's you know we see it all the time in tournaments where folks are going over that that amount um, where it really becomes an issue is when we have holes where backups start, not because of losing disc, but because that hole just, you know, that's going to be a hole. Might be. Gonna, let's be honest. Hole three is going to be a backup hole. I, I foresee it being yeah. a backup hole. You've got OB right that you can go into the pond. You've got, uh, which the water is kind of going down, but you got this, the stuff on the left-hand side and, uh, and then the people who, think they can bomb and they wait on them to get up around that corner and then all they <laughs> and then they don't and you know yeah. and I, I get that uh, your best shot could be could could run up on them and there's no sense of running up on them but don't let them finish out the hole i mean there's no reason for that one to be a, a hole finisher right nobody's yeah there's that i know of that yeah that's a that's a really good point too is when we're waiting for players to get off you know if i'm if i'm leading the card if, if i'm a I've got the box and we're playing hole three, for instance, and I'm waiting for them to get all the way down to the, to the basket before I throw. That's, you know, you get up around that corner and maybe after they throw, it'd be their upshot. You should be, you should be, uh, um, teeing off with their upshot and definitely their putts for sure. I would think. Yeah. That one. Hole, I know my distance, so I know when I can go. Hole, uh, eight, same way. Yeah, hole eight, the big par five. The big par five. Get 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 them out there. You're not gonna wait. I know you can get that that one time you yammed it out there and it like actually flew the way it should. And the other nine times it hasn't. But you know you got that one to live off of, and you're gonna wait, and it's awful. So, <laughs> um, but don't throw up on don't, don't throw up on people. Don't throw up um, people uh, physically through your mouth and or with your arm. <laughs> Um, hitting them with a the disc. There's no need for it. I'm not saying push that envelope, but don't sit and wait. Because that backup, what, what, oh, 18 is going to be another backup hole, more than likely. Oh, yeah, more than likely. Throwing up that hill is tough. Um, I, I it is, and there's a lot of OB to contend with there. And you I know, if you go right into those bushes, you're kind of screwed. So, so, uh, so we're ready to play. Um, we've talked about that. We've talked about being a good card mate. We've talked about um, what, what, what exactly? Let's, since we're going to head into some rules and etiquette, is we talked about your card does ha will be the one who decides this rule. But we're going to talk about what's ob and what's not ob. Um, I think there's a conception or misconception of 
what signifies Obi and not Obi. Right. So looking at this is on the caddy book, which uh, everyone will get in an email, I'm sure. But this is available. Uh, first of all, it's in the comment section of Disc Golf Scene. And it is also on the Diamond State Disc or the Diamond, St- Bleh, Diamond State Facebook page. If you just search caddy book, you will find it. Um, it's how I found it. So, and you know, the general rules are in effect on all holes. Um, we're talking concrete. You're out of bounds if you're completely surrounded by concrete or asphalt, unless otherwise stated in the OB description. So this does include sidewalks, cart paths, and all parking lots. Yeah, unless otherwise stated. There will be painted OB lines. So Charles will be doing that, I think, probably tomorrow or Friday. Um, roads of course and then water like you throw into the pond you know that's you're out of bounds <laughs> the tough ones on the ponds are what signifies completely the line water and that's why you have to have a line i hope you if you paint a line around the pond like let's say east hole one that's mm-hmm. that's like a, if i get a good one i can make it over but for the most part you've seen me enough i'm right there on that edge what is so that's that's what's going to matter is what where he paints that line right yeah and uh i i would imagine that there will be ob lines around the water because otherwise yeah if it's if there's no ob line then it's technically the line of the water you know so if your disc is out of the water you know half in half out that's to me, that's inbounds. Right, so. and then you'll get your relief. And then again, that's a card decision. So it's it's important that everyone knows the rules, uh, knows these rules, because it's there, there's going to be a time when you have to definitely talk about it. And um, yeah, and and you surely don't want it to work against you. I know that much. Uh, right. Hole three on East is another one that comes to mind. That the pond is definitely not completely full. So where where is the line drawn? Um, but that's a good right. TD that draws these lines. I'm not saying Charles is not a good TD. I don't know what he's doing, but that 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 takes a lot of the gray out because as a TD, you just want to work in black and white. You don't want to work in the gray. So that's why you say on completely surrounded by or on and beyond the road type thing or path or mm-hmm. um, when you say completely surrounded by concrete and that's all you say. Everything out there then that has concrete just became an out of bounds. Right. <laughs> As we, yeah, I mean, you could land on a, you know, the manhole cover, just that concrete around that manhole cover, you know, or, could technically be OB. Or you could <laughs> land on the path, uh, blue 17. That one will forever live in my head is how to write OB rules with, with, oh, Hog Hill and, um, yeah, yeah, that was, no, that, that, that's so, real. I mean, that's, that's a good learn. Yeah. You learn from other people's mistakes. You should. Well, you know, and it's all about how you interpret the rule. So as a TD, you should write that rule very plain um, so that it's not open for interpretation. Because if I can argue that that uh, that I am in bounds because of a technicality in the writing of a rule and the writing of an OB, then, um, and I'll let you, you know, know, hats off to me, right? All I got to do is so. convince one guy on my card, right, to back me on that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So then... As long as somebody else sees it my way, I mean, if you're a lawyer, you should play disc golf because that's a lot of talking. But but really, a TD don't have to make that many, too many decisions, you know, that I'm aware of uh, when it comes to stuff like that. That's all figured out. Right. Now, now, when you're playing in the pros, I saw a lady. Did you see the Adam Ham, where Ham, Amy's, uh, he had a putt out of a tree because his disc got kind of stuck up on the tree, kind of came up. The the uh the trunk kind of came up and made this little indention to where this disc got right there, and he stood. And, but they had a rules official. They had a rules official uh, following them. So, uh, which is again, I'm not saying you need to be versed in every rule out there, but yeah, you probably should be versed in some of them, like uh, foot faults or uh, oh we didn't bring that one up yeah yeah we can bring those up with the the rules uh you got foot faults you got like throwing off a tee does everybody know you got to have at least one foot on the tee box when you release the disc yeah you don't have to have both of them on there 
that plant foot has to be on the tee box. That's right. Uh, fully on the tee box. When you're putting inside circle one, which is 33 feet or 11 meters, is that right? 10 meters? 33 feet. 11. 11. So, yeah, 33 feet. Uh, you have to maintain balance. before, And you cannot lose that balance until your disc comes to rest in the uh, basket. So yeah, you cannot fall forward. You can't fall forward like like you're accustomed to putting with your buddies. That's why it's important to get at. I, I used to listen. I used to do it, man. A guy told me he goes, "That's never going to fly in sanctioned events." Because I used to just fall forward like from ten feet, like whatever. Yeah, because I didn't care. I, I, I mean, it, it is an advantage when you can <laughs> push that towards the basket that way. I love, extend your arm and and your body. I love a good step putt from ten feet. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. So you got those, what, uh, the OBs, what else have we got for OBs that are interesting on the OB sheet? Uh, well, we can just go order. through. Whole one's going to be no, the cart path so on the left. Cart path and beyond on the left. Cart path and beyond. That is on the left and down that hill. And that, that plays over so, the hole too. Yep. Hole two will be cart paths to the left and beyond. Ponds to the right. That cart path too goes around um, hole two's pin as well. So that would be that cart path and beyond is going to be OB, the whole thing. Even though it just says on the left. It's, and the creek's going to be OB as well. He'll paint some OB lines there. <laughs> the ditch short of pin is out. It will be out of bounds. I think it should be. So that's too. good. It makes you either lay up, which it's a tough shot. Uh, I mean, you better throw a good shot. The, the, the placement where it's at so the if you're looking from the tee box at the pin the left hand side that that um that cart path comes around and really shortens that up there's not very much room between the two from one end of the cart path to the other on that one that circular one where that little uh culvert's at right there it does right up and this is yeah we're talking tees in the trees here too by the Sorry. way we're, yeah so, yeah i don't think i said that out loud before um yeah hole three is going to be cart path to the right and across so that pretty much it doesn't say pond ob but that the pond is included in that because it is to the right of the cart path cart path on or beyond right yep is there anything on the left cart path to the right and across right. uh nothing to the left because wait, that's all wait, the wait, wooded wait. area how's it worded cart path to the right and across Yeah, that's that's not good no, it's not good wording. Um, so he may be rewriting these. I hope so, because it should be uh, on and beyond. Because that tells yeah. me right there you can be on the cart path. I would argue. That's true. It does say just cart path to the right and across. So that, to the cart path to the right tells me nothing. All it tells me is the the, the point and and so. Uh, but but anyways, that's why we're doing this. So whole that's we're talking about whole three. Um, whole yeah, that was hole three. Hole four, I'm assuming, is going to be the water on the right. Yeah, I think he's going to definitely be rewriting these because these just seem to be a quick. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, hole four says pond. One word, pond. Uh, cart paths on the left and right and beyond. So, I'm sorry. What? Oh, those are hole hole what? That's hole four. Is that right? Yeah, hole four there is way left, um, and then right, of course, is the pond. Well, and there's a cart path over there to the right, but Holy there, I mean, man, you really gotta, yeah, you really gotta mess up. Okay, uh, hole <laughs> five, there should be no ob. Uh, it says cart paths and beyond on either side because there are cart paths. Um, Y'all, we're talking about don't really come into play. Coming into play, so but but it's yeah. for that one guy who grip locks it or, or there's a headwind and just sends it out and it goes 500 feet the wrong way. That's what those are wrote for. <laughs> but for the most part, that one is six, probably is a six probably has a cart path behind it. Yep. Six does have a cart path behind it. Forms a U shape behind pin. So cart path and beyond uh, hole seven cart path, both sides and beyond Creek on the right side is designated as a casual relief area. There's not usually water in there anyways. I still say you make it, man. I think I think anytime there's a creek that's kind of cutting the hole off, you need to get over it. You should be, especially on that short of a hole. Well, and this one, 
you know, on that hole, it really just kind of goes up at an angle. It doesn't necessarily cut off uh, the tee pad in the hole. Um, so I think that's fine for that. Uh, hole eight, cart path and beyond. There's on cart the path left. to the left. There's one way right too, but and there's one. Um, any standing water on the fairway? Yeah. There's there's one technically. Yeah, it, uh, on that ball golf green. Yeah. Uh, hole nine. So he's just got it real. It's very general, just saying cart path and beyond. So hole nine, you have uh, the one on the right, the cart path that is on the left for uh -huh. uh, eight. It's on the right for. Uh, nine and then you have i guess parking lot cart path for on the back side as well yep so it says road and beyond cart path and beyond road and beyond there will be painted ob line to the left of the green which is there to protect the t of 10 and 18 that is basket. not a practice basket y'all i've seen so many people warming up on that it is not a practice basket that's centered hole one so just keep that in mind you're playing or well we should all it's a shotgun start so it shouldn't be that big of a deal hole 10 yeah but good point hole 10 is the cart path down at the bottom and yeah double cart path and across the bottom of the hill is out it's double mando uh if you miss the mando you then re-tee with a stroke penalty because yeah, you're, you're trash because <laughs> if you miss that mando that's a straight up bogey yeah i mean you'd be getting bogey anyways unless you if you were at least you know taking your drop from a drop zone down at the bottom of the hill. You should be taking you could have it, a chance to throw it in. You don't need it if you don't make the Mando. I, I, I mean, there's to a point where we just make it so forgiving to have a bad shot. We should. I mean, you're looking at, uh, that's a par four. You're right. So it's, you're definitely taking both. I mean, yeah. I was thinking par three and I was like, Ooh, you're taking double bogey right I off the bat. Today. Um, hole 11 is the wooded hole. I think you got cart path on the right. I, I man, I was close today. I was like, "How do you ever get out of that?" I did. Uh, I made it out of there today. Yep. So there's the mando on the tree, um, and on the largest pine tree, immediately off the tee to the right, you'll see it. Everybody will see it. Um, there's no ob on that cart path. Oh, did somebody try to go out and around that? Is that why that mando's up there? <laughs> I think that's why Charles put the mando there is because he didn't want anyone trying to go out and around um i mean there's a window there i look so, at it uh, to the right of that ob but i was just like okay which is fine i, I, I yeah a good shot on it i enjoyed that hole yeah so that one uh let's see Thank you, jason wells for doing that work on that hole i think you did a lot of work yeah that's a yeah that's a he did a really good job on that um and thanks to him as well for the for the trail coming down hold hold 10. so we needed that trail because it's otherwise that would have been that was pretty dangerous just going straight down that incline tuck and roll um, roll down it'll be all right you're a little <laughs> bunch of rocks uh, but yeah so anyways back to that one that cart path is not that cart path to the right is not ob why not yeah i mean i, I you know get rid of the mando make that cart path ob get the mando make it ob That's it doesn't that matter fair. i mean yeah. uh, but anyway uh hole 12 i'm gonna guess uh you got cart path on the left and the creek in the cart path that goes yep. around the green. Correct. Yeah, creek is OB. Bridge is OB. You can't land on the bridge. That'd be sweet though. Can't land on the bridge. Um, surrounded by concrete. So it says rocks on the far side of creek are safe. <laughs> I, know, I guess I, that means that you know how it kind of is like rocks, a shelf. Yeah, I know what rocks is talking about. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean. I'm, there's no line. If he has a line on the front, you know, on the tee pad side of the of the um, creek, then I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. So 13 is the one where you go back across that creek um, to a really nice kind of peninsula type green. But but you're telling me that the creek is not OB. No, 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 no. The creek is OB. Oh, so uh, the uh, land before the creek to the left is a pitch zone. So you, it's it's safe. You can... If you don't feel comfortable clearing the trying to clear the creek, you can pitch off to the left right. before the creek. That's what we did with Tynitha so. and her uh, when we when we, all of us played out there for that one tournament. I was with them. Um, they took forty two. They, they were plus forty two. I mean, plus forty two, almost a hundred shots in one round. Anyway, um, wow. that's a lot. 
I'm glad they're playing though. Man. Yeah, I am too. They 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 laid it up and they went over because I was I thought that was the smartest thing for them to do. Uh, right on. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt there'll be a few players that do that. Some are just don't want to lose the disc. But the, but um, the cart path on the right is OB. Yes. Let's see. None of the playing surfaces. Wait, hold on. Oh, that's short of the creek. So yeah, there's there is an actual like gravel road short of the creek that is safe. But on the basket side of the creek, the OB line is on top of the drop-off to the creek. For clarity and safety, the bridge is OB. On the basket side of the creek, the cart path and beyond is OB. So cart path and beyond OB it should be. on the it basket be. side. Yeah, it should be. Uh, the next hole if was you... at 14. 14. Uh, there. Maybe cart path. If no. If like... Well, the only thing is, you know, there's there's kind of a runoff creek right there, but unless it rains, it will have no water. But any water in fifteen, in fourteen and fifteen, would be casual relief. Okay, and probably since you play behind, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, so casual relief is if your if, if your water if your water's in the disc, <laughs> if your disc is in the water, <laughs> and um, you want to you play from behind it. You don't want to step in the water. You can get to the nearest safe point where your you and your disc are in line with the basket. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, so play it safe. It's always in the uh, players' safe. I mean, safety's play, safety's first for the players, and um, you, and most calls go in the players' favor for the most part. So, right. Yeah, it's that is that's a good point too, right there. Is uh, you know the what is, I'm trying to think of the right wording for it. And I said it the other day, where the player gets the benefit goes to the player. There it is. Yeah. <clears throat> benefit of the doubt, like All you right. don't get in life, but you do in disc golf. Right. <laughs> um, hole sixteen. There's a creek to the left. That is OB. Uh, so, you're going to play that just like you would if you went into it. You're playing where it crossed. Yeah, there was right? water in there today for sure. I saw that. Uh, I, I parked it twice, by the way. I should. It's only it's a two hundred foot shot. I mean, come on, it's a two hundred foot high. So, and man, there's a buttery smooth backhand turnover line on that. But real quick, too, on OB for like for on a creek, or even if you go completely OB over an OB line, that that players need to know, and that this is a new rule, is that you have a semicircle where you can take your meter. So you can take it towards the basket if you want to, or you can take it straight out horizontal. Um, so that's one thing I noticed a lot of players still don't know, which just tells me that, you know, that is, they didn't read the updated rules. That's OB only. That's not relief from a barbed wire fence or that is OB only. OB only. If you go OB, you get a semicircle, you get a semi. And and uh, <laughs> when you said laughing, but uh, you get a semicircle and you can go in any direction in that circle, um, right? In that semicircle, if it's a casual relief because there's uh, like rocks or um, like we're talking about when you're getting really close to the water and uh, it's inbounds, but you're going to get a relief. You're going to get your meter relief typically, uh, which is three feet. Listen, y'all. Again, I wear a size 13. John Sanders wears a size 15. What's that shoe do you wear, Chris? We're at eight and a half or a nine, depending on the Holy shoe. Holy midget feet. Anyways, let's up keep Keebler <laughs> Elf. You're like cobbling some stuff. Uh, his three of his steps are not close to John's. John's getting 45 inches where Chris is getting 27. It needs to be three feet. Just keep that in mind. Uh, ha have a yeah. good idea what a foot yeah. is. And I account for that. You know, I take my three steps and I'm putting that mini down about another half step. And if somebody saw that, they may so. ask him, and then he can easily say, "I I wear uh, little kid shoes." So uh, yeah, yeah. where yeah, I wear 13, and so I'm getting 39 inches there. Yeah. Well, one thing that I've done, and I know you've done, is we've measured like our strides to the basket for 33 feet. I've measured my stepping 
from an OB line so that I know what my meter is and I know what my, what my circle one is, you know, so that I can step that off and I can, I can know if I'm in or out of the circle. circle one, uh, since we're here, uh, where are we at? What holes? Let's get back to the holes and then we'll talk about it. Uh, hole 17, cart path and beyond is OB. That's cart path to the left. To the left. I got hole 18, cart path and beyond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hole 18, the monster How, straight up the hill hole. Is, is that hole? Uh, I'm not looking at it's the. It's got to be like 700 feet, man. It feels like an eternity. And plus, it's uphill. It is. It's about 700. Probably plays more like nine. Yeah. And my <laughs> man on my. I threw and it rolled down. Then I threw back up, which was okay shot. I'm walking up to that disc and I got to that disc and I was like, man, if I was out, it'd be hard for me to throw in 30 seconds to get in, in, my upshot then was still trash because I barely got to the base of the uh, hill that the. Um, the uh, pin sits on because I underestimated just how far that was because how high the incline if add footage <clears> when you go up, take footage away when it goes down. There's your pro tip of the day. Right. So, um, but so, so say, let's say, uh, let's talk about it now. So we're on 18 and I get up there and I think I'm outside the circle outside the circles, 33 feet or 33 and a half, whatever, you know, the circle is 33 right. foot. Yeah. And you need to ask your car mate, am I out? And uh, Chris uh, Wyman does, uh, he knows when he's out. He just asks because it kind of, you can get that just because it's courtesy. It is courtesy because what if you don't ask and you step putt and uh, you make it and somebody goes, dude, you're, you're inside the circle. What are you doing? No, I'm not. And then he gets his laser out and measures it at 30 feet and you and you walk off 10 paces yeah you're, you're you're inside the circle so then what you know then you get stroked you'll get a stroke for that yeah you know that's one thing it's always good to bring your card mates into the the fold when you're whether you're stepping off your putt asking if you're in or out of the circle or if you're looking at an ob lie you know yeah make sure on an OB, bring your card over look everybody at look at yes, that please look at it do you agree yeah. the other one is where you went out of bounds most people have no idea where you went out of bounds but if you kind of get in the general area where you went out of bounds everybody's gonna be like okay that's good yeah that's good They're yeah it's got to be a card consensus right yeah. so, you know it's got to be a card agreed thing i like to step putt i'm always asking if it's super close um and like Chris said, yeah, your stride should be around three feet. The average human, unless you're like a monkey or a pygmy, um, I'm, I'm guessing that your average stride's about three foot long. So, yeah, I know. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. So there's that. There's the 18. There's all your OBs for the T's and the trees, 18. Um, really, mm -hmm. if you don't know East, East is more or less the same. We're not going to go through every hole. You're gonna have water. You're gonna have car pass, especially on one, on two, three's water. Fuller really car pass shouldn't come into play, but weirdly enough, when we played the P4 around the other day, it did almost. Uh, five <laughs> has a car pass. Yeah, because of pin location, it shouldn't, but it but it does. Five yeah. has a car pass. Six has absolutely. Six has nothing. Let's see. Six is the no, but it. Seven has the creek on the right. Uh, yeah. And eight's going to have cart path on the. Oh, no, I'm sorry, because it's not in that position. Eight's going to have well, creek. I guess it could still technically come Jeez, into play. Dude, if, Who if, knows? if you throw it on the cart path. Really hides oh, her out. God, just put your, throw your bag in that water and walk away. Um, nine. <laughs> I like nine. I like that uh, cart path uh, on nine um, and the creek on the or right on the right, I would assume. Mm -hmm. And then you yep. got 10 is a super awesome hole. It's in the shorter position, but it's still tough uh, with a creek or with the cart path on right and left. Yeah. Gravel road and beyond is OB as well. Uh, 10, 11, you're going to have cart path on the right. 12, you're going to have cart path on the left. 13, uh, cart path behind it. But if that, 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 that's the one you pick your roundup on and get that birdie, you feel good about yourself. 14 cart path i guess somewhere around yeah on the right yep 
cart pads are they're around. Yep, uh, fifteen. They've shortened up, which is super nice, and it is gonna be probably like there's a cart path, but man, if you go out, it's whatever. Sixteen, really nothing. Seventeen. Oh, here's something too on fifteen, real quick. Um, so cart path and beyond is ob. Road deep of pin is ob. That's very deep of pin. But here's the interesting one. There is a painted OB line on the left side of the fairway. This OB line is there to protect holes 16 and 17. I so that tree line. There will be an OB line. Yeah, yeah. I bet it'll be somewhere around those trees because there's a set of uh, trees on the that kind of on the left side there. That's usually where I land, and there's a pile. But I would assume it's going to be somewhere right there. Yeah. So it's basically just going to protect the you know next tee pad from people heisering out. Heiser out and do a big skip and, and get over because it's only three hundred foot. Everybody's going to be trying to really go for that one. Um, right. Sixteen should not be any unless they're painting an OB line. Should not be anything. Uh, yeah, just road, which really is hard to come come into play. But I guess it what could. What does seventeen say? <laughs> seventeen says road is OB. That's really bad shot um the tree stump surrounded by a moat of water is casual relief it should be a hazard. so the moat is casual you should play just as a hazard i think if you land in there I, it's yeah. still the same shot really i mean you still need that same shot you just get it's a little deeper shot and uh but uh so that's fine the moat's casual so there you go y'all moat's cash and then um 18 you'll have you know Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say 18 has got to be cart path on the left and then road behind if we're if that's what we're doing. So That's it, yeah. So one thing about 17, man, like I, I, I like the idea of the moat being OB or hazard. hazard. I don't need you know, to be OB because they stroke them if they land in it. They don't need to go throw from somewhere else. But Yeah, well, and the reason I say that is because uh, – I mean, I think it takes a really skilled technical shot to not land in that mode. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, oh, you're punishing a good shot. But it's like, well, you know, I've been able to put a shot there many times where I'm not going into the moat. I, I hang it out just wide enough so I know when it, it's going to skip in a certain amount. You know, of course, that doesn't always work out. But um, I don't know. That's that's there's going to be a lot of twos on that because of that, I think. Well, Which the is thing fine. is, if it goes in the water, okay, where you're getting your relief from, make sure everyone that they line up properly. Like, you know, some somebody's pin high is not what your pin high is, right? So how, how you line up from where the basket to the disc to you needs to be that straight line. Um, right. Not getting because I'm gonna guess that that straight line is gonna really most of the time if you hyzer into that uh, uh, moat, you should be behind that stump, and being behind that stump is not good because you're gonna have to hyzer around putt for the. Uh, you should not be in front of that um, stump at all if you go in that moat. I one thing. That sound right? Right. That sound right? I think it sounds right. Yeah, because you're yeah, casual relief. Right. Unless listen. You don't take casual relief, and if and they're not counted out of bounds, if you got waterproof shoes on, stick your foot in the water, putt from behind it. I mean, just make sure it's legal. But you don't have to take casual relief. That's only if you don't want to get your foot wet, right? Or get good footing. So, um, man, bam, that's fifty-eight minutes worth right there. Oh man, I didn't realize we went on for that yeah. long. I did just look at my clock though; it's almost eleven o'clock. So, what else we got? Anything else? I think that's no, good. man, that's kind of it. I think we did a good job. Um, I appreciate it. I, I think this is a great learning thing. I hope people watch it. I hope people watch it and, and disagree with some of the stuff we said and, and, and at least comment back to us and say, you guys are wrong on this and let us know. I'm not saying everything we say is the gospel and it's right. I know I know. I speak out of my ass sometimes. So. Yeah, me too. I'm willing to admit that. And, and, and the reason why we, <laughs> I, I, reserve, I reserve the right to be wrong and the reason why we say that is because we've been playing around people who who say these are the rules and you're like okay and you don't argue and then that's how you've always played and you kind of get in that thing of uh, that mindset that that is the rule and that's not necessarily the case so but 
The most important thing is what? Have fun and be a positive influence on your car. Yeah. No matter how bad it gets. And be a positive influence around the people around you. I know people can hear me scream the F bomb clear across the course. I heard it. T- they heard me today. Um, <laughs> chasing them heard me. No doubt. So, uh, <laughs> but it, it, they probably said, oh, that was Wolford's no, out they here. They said no cussing on the course. I heard they so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so out of breath, man. I was so <laughs> going up that hill. Uh, yeah. But. Um, well, we appreciate y'all getting into our first live uh, thing here. Hopefully, we'll see how this works out and look at it and see if it's something we want to continue doing. We can invite a lot of people on this way. So, Yeah, this was just a fun little test. That's all this so. is. And if five people watch it, I'll be happy. I don't care. I just think it's hilarious looking at myself in this little camera the whole time. I did good to keep my eyes open. <laughs> Yeah, you, you did actually. There were a few times where you closed your eyes. I had to focus on what I want to try to say, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just really baked. Uh, <laughs> really medicated. It's medicine. So, uh, yeah. anything, Wyman, what do you want to end with? All right. No, man, just be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. That's important. You know, if you can't be kind to yourself, like. It's going to be tough. It's tough. It's, it's tough around you. It's going to be tough, man. Tough life. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So just be kind. Be kind and spread that peace and spread that love. Uh, That's it. Good night, everyone. Bye. All right. Good night, guys.